Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Welcome to Shooting the Gap. We are broadcasting live while recording. Is that no. how it goes? No. We're recording. We could stream it. I have the. Oh! I ended up looking into, speaking of streaming live, um, I did look into, you had suggested getting on um, iHeartRadio. Um, based on our library of audio, it would have cost us money. Money. And I don't mean like a little bit of money. Just take a solid gold coin and slam it on the desk. Motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, it would have been through Spreaker, which Spreaker we can do um, actual live streaming podcast. Well, people could be listening to us like right now as we record, and well, we wouldn't want that. No, oh, God, no. <laughs> I have to beep stuff out on next week's no applause. So, oh, jeez. Uh, Deb didn't realize she was like prompting me to say a client that Lizzie was working for, oh. and he's not allowed to do that because it's you know security. Um, but she was like, "Yeah, the company," and I went, "Yeah," <laughs> I said the company name, and they were like. What are you doing? And I'm like, what? She said the company. I just thought she couldn't think of it. Lizzie's like, I know you thought you were doing the right thing. We're the, we're the good show sometimes. Sometimes you're the bad show. It's just what happens. Yeah. yeah. Take turns. Mm-hmm. Take turns with fuck-ups. I do want to make sure that we clarify that I totally fucked up. Picks from last week. IQ picked up. poorly? Like, I don't know where I got the matchups for the teams that I wrote down. But they're not But at all. we sounded like fucking idiots because they didn't play each other. Awesome. So it's like I made it up. It's almost like we could have just said things. and So sports is playing sports and we're going to pick sports to win because they're going to sports harder than the other sports. Would, would have been a closer <laughs> statement than what we came up with. Wow. Uh... That would be the Kansas City, Minnesota, New York Jets, Washington, and Arizona, Pittsburgh games. So all of those are mismatched. Those were mismatched games. I interchanged. Well, we'll do the them recap all. and then we'll kind of repick and say like you know. Well, I I, I did do that. Uh, I said you know had I had the opportunity to pick, I would have picked Minnesota, the Jets, and Arizona, and I would have whiffed on Arizona. So, but um, I would have gone Minnesota. I don't know how I felt about the. Cardinals at that point, and I don't care I'm, about anything. I'm sure you would have not picked the Redskins. That's what I know. Yes, so, no, I will never, yeah. That, that's that's what we do know. Uh, what we also know is that it's not as easy to just decide that games are going to be blowouts. I think everybody in the world thought the Tom Brady revenge tour would really have an impact tonight on Indianapolis and it was going to be just all Patriots. Some people talking about Patriots blowing them out by 30 plus points. Ended up being a 7 point game, almost a 6 point game with an amazing incredible 
leap by Jamie Collins to block the extra point. I was going to say, was that that one where the guy just leaps the line? That would. That would be the one where he jumps right over everybody. That is a perfectly timed play. Normally a penalty, Doug, if you land on somebody else when you do that. But he didn't. But he didn't. He timed it just perfectly where he leaped over the long snapper and then jumped again. He had time to jump and then jump again. The man's half gazelle. It's incredible. Jamie Collins is an amazing linebacker. He's a great player. I like that a lot of the starters for the uh, Patriots do play special teams also. That's pretty impressive stuff. Uh, impressed by the Steelers win I think I because they lost Michael Vick to a hamstring. The Steelers? They did. They, they you mean lost. the Jets? No, no. The, the Steelers. Have Michael Vick? Yes. Yes. Doug's been out of it, but yes. The Steelers did sign Michael Vick um, in the offseason for backup quarterback, and it worked out pretty good for him. Uh, they did end up pulling out a win with Michael Vick, uh, with Michael Vick um, making a big-time run late in the game to get the Steelers in a great position to score that Le'Veon Bell touchdown. This week with the Cardinals, uh, Michael Vick, hamstring, um, God, can't, can't remember the guy that just LeBron, came in. Le, 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 LeBron. Yeah, LeBron James. LeBron yeah. James. Uh, Landry came in, and uh, he played pretty good. Uh, threw the ball around uh, Martavius Bryant, who's back from the suspension, and um, had a pretty excellent week. The Bills playing the Bengals. Bengals just keep on rolling, and Andy Dalton is playing like a beast, and I still... Another week where I'm disappointed in the Buffalo Bills, and it's crazy. I don't want to be. And also, we will not have a winless team this year, Doug. There will not be a team that goes 0-16. The Detroit Lions pulled a win out of their ass. They played fairly well the last time. Uh, No, they did not play well last week. What was the one? But this week... They played pretty decently, and it was sort of a pretty, it's a pretty good battle. It's always, divisional games are always the ones that are hardest to predict, because the division opponents always play each other tough, and those are the hardest ones to predict. Um, That would bring us down to, like, the Dolphins-Tennessee game, where that was a game that was hard to predict for a different reason, not in the division, but we were talking last time about the head coach losing his job, Mm -hmm. New interim head coach, how would that go? Uh, Running the high school drills. Yeah, high school drills, and and you thought that there's potential negative effect on a lot of that, where Mm -hmm. it's just sort of... No, I I actually said um, uh, uh, a positive effect. Mm. Yes, I mean, but I'm saying saying the new coach being a negative effect. Oh, yes, yes, Not the actual Oklahoma drills. I I liked your input on that. But um, typically... When you have an interim head coach, he's typically a guy a lot of the guys on the team actually respect. Um, and he's somebody who's been with the organization, so a lot of the guys know the guy on the team. And the Dolphins came out strong. They played really well, and there's a little bit of a you know, a, a low blow on Marcus Mariota that everybody is talking about. Uh, it looked like typical hard effort low blow didn't look like cheap shot necessarily to me it's definitely going to get fined and it was definitely a penalty but 
I don't know if it was. It wasn't like totally intentional. I don't think it was. I don't think it was dirty. It's or malicious. Now nowadays it's nowadays everybody knows it's fifteen yards and an automatic first down. So they don't usually make those kind of plays. I don't think it's. It's dirty. It's the way football used to be played in the first place. John Elway had his knees smacked at thousands of times. That's why John Elway's a fucking stud. Carolina stays unbeaten, beating the Seattle Seahawks. And Greg Olson lighting up L.O.B., the big, mighty Legion of Boom, who is allegedly so unstoppable, but they've lost that chip. They've lost that chip on their shoulder. Either they've lost it, or people aren't afraid of it anymore. But there's, it's definitely, it's definitely the heat has been turned down on that Legion of Boom. The Chargers, Philip Rivers throws for over 500 yards and still loses the game. <laughs> Sorry, he did. He didn't lose the game, obviously, because if you throw for 500 yards, yeah, and no interceptions. Typically, you win the shit out of that game. Yeah. Usually, Eli Manning wins the shit out of that game, and he did not because he's playing the Green Bay Packers, a team which I'll be talking a little bit about later. But we got to get to some Broncos recap. So we're going to move on to the Broncos. I was busy playing D&D, but... um... I heard it was a hard-fought battle. <sighs> is what it was, Doug. <sighs> Be it not for a 75-yard bomb, a play that you almost always use just to stretch the field to keep the defense honest that they did turn into a touchdown. It was a design play, great throw, great catch. Be it not for that touchdown, though, they lose the shit out of that game. The defense has to save them. Yet again, yet again, we're having pick sixes save the day, and it it is insane. It is insanity to me that that has to keep happening. But we did manage to actually run the ball effectively I heard a handful we, I heard of we, times. I heard we ran the ball a lot more. There was a lot more running. There was a lot more emphasis on the run. There was a lot more of Ronnie Hillman, which is somebody we wanted. And there was actually a surprise at the end of the overtime. We saw C.J. Anderson run the way we know C.J. Anderson can run. So what I'm hoping With is... his legs. I'm hoping, we're hoping, that C.J. Anderson running like that is what we'll see in the future. Maybe he found some footing. The offensive line did not play poorly today. The only person who played poorly today, I'm sorry, Ronnie Hillman, to talk about your quarterback, was Peyton Manning. And it was an interception in the first three minutes of it. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. You aren't a fake fan if you don't like the way Peyton Manning's throwing the ball right now. That doesn't make you a fake fan. I hear that shit from people in the Broncos fan page, and now I got Ronnie Hillman telling me that. Bitch, please. I was a fucking Broncos fan long before you even thought you were going to have a fucking NFL career, bro. I've been a Broncos fan. I cried for Super Bowl losses, okay? I cried for them. I got drunk for them. I know about 
my team. And what I know is that Peyton Manning's been washed up since week eight of last season. He has played shitty since week eight of last year. Since. Ever since. He played shitty ever since. Even in the preseason games. That is how Peyton Manning's been playing. He's playing terribly. I need to look it up. I would like to look it up. And maybe next week, on the bye week, we can discuss how Peyton Manning looks more like, say, Kyle Orton right now than he does Peyton Manning. He's not completing a high percentage of his passes. With you take away a 75-yard bomb, he doesn't have a touchdown, and he has three interceptions and barely over 200 yards passing. Now, that being said... I do have to get on somebody else's ass, which is Demarius Thomas, who dropped two, two easy passes. This is two weeks in a row that he is dropping passes he should catch. Not just should catch. Almost every NFL receiver should catch. Absolutely should catch. Those are big-time drops and big-time situations. And we need to stop relying on big plays. We need to stop relying on guys like Shaquille Barrett and Vaughn Miller running up to quarterbacks and just ripping the ball out of their hands to give the offense another chance. we got to stop relying on pick sixes from our secondary. I love it. I love that we can do that. We can still do all of that. We can still do all of that. But we need to get better play. Out of the offense. I think the offensive line played much better game. A, a much, much better game. Luis Vasquez struggled a little early, and then he got his footing. Paradis played great. Um, Peyton Manning didn't necessarily look pressured. They managed to actually form a decent pocket around him. Uh, one of Peyton Manning's... Peyton Manning's pick six is not Peyton Manning's fault. It was a little bit. He threw the ball a little late. If he would have thrown it a little earlier, Dansby's not quite there to make that interception. Um, the the one to Mingo is that was that's inexcusable. The 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 first in, the the inter, first interception to Dansby and the interception to Mingo are the most inexcusable Peyton Manning throws I have seen all season long. Um, almost directly throwing it into double coverage with the linebacker dropping back in the first place is the things you don't want, you wouldn't think Peyton Manning would do. Fucking, fucking clown shoes. Fucking bullshit is what it is. He needs to stop that. That needs to stop. Peyton Manning... Peyton Manning being Kyle Orton, that needs to stop. That, that shit's getting old. So fast. It's looking like Peyton Manning is starting to cost the Broncos games. And I'm hoping that it doesn't change. But we've been hoping it wasn't going to change for the last year. Me and the Gons. Who's in Chile today? Is Becca Chili's? Is it Chili's? No. No. It was last week. Bueno, Buenos Aires, that's right. Buenos Aires. Okay. Is that <laughs> Buenos Aires. Um, good air. Sounded really what it means. Maybe. Good something. Good time air. 
dopes Use. smoking. Good war? Nod? No. What? No. Because war is Guerra. Oh, man. The jokes. The jokes. The oh, jokes. yeah. The jokes about how what words are in Spanish. You need to check out your definition of jokes there, buddy. What? Oh, good. I don't have that. Good definition of a joke. And I can't remember if you posted it, so if you did, you're going to jump to my fucking uh, punchline. But how uh, in all of the Lincoln commercials... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey doesn't go left. Goes, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, Yeah, so then I'm no applause. They were not fans. You should be total fans of that. That's like... I thought it was hilarious. That's... That's... Funny shit. That's comedy right there. The best kind. Top fives. High fives. (coughs) Well, we'll go, we'll go with our sports. We're going to do a sports high five this time. We did a sports high five. Oh, no, you did power rankings. It was power rankings. Wait, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, and and I can do power rankings after. In the next, you don't have to. In the next segment, I, I got, I, well, I mean. I do have a fastball for you. I can do it top of, top of my fucking head. Um, so, in honor of uh, uh, Dicka's. It's Mike Dicka's birthday. Mike Dicka. Dicka. We're going to have top five things that are so dicka. These things are so dicka. Number five. Flying off the handle as a head coach to reporters and players on the sideline. That is so dicka. Number five thing. Was he like the Bobby Knight of football? I mean, not really. No, I mean, but he was—he's a—he's a personality. I'm sorry, he's I a, meant Wayne Knight. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean Bobby Knight. Uh, yeah, I don't think he threw chairs or anything at anybody, but um, you mean yeah, he guy. was the because Bob Knight was the one throwing chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but Ditka, you know, was one of the first NFL head coaches to really—I mean, when he came into a press conference, it was like—I mean, he used to be a player, so. He knows what it's like to be one of no. the NFL head coach players and comes from that whole rough and tumbly era, so he still carried that whole persona all the way through. He's one of the first head coaches to give great fucking, great press conferences and great interviews, and watching him lose his shit on the sideline and <laughs> lose his shit on the podium was just always the best thing about Ditka. Number four, the flat top. That Ditka... Yeah, the high and yeah. tight. Keeping it high and tight, nice and fucking... Mm-hmm. Flat top is so thick. Uh. Number three, the shades. The big dark brown shades. Yeah. Which we'll get get to very shortly about those shades. But number number three, the dark shades are so, so thick. Uh. It's, it's almost like he's like brought that style like to everyone. Were they like blue blockers or like aviator, like something? They weren't aviators. They're kind of like blue blockers, okay. you know, the way blue blockers used to be the big yeah. fucking brown bastards. Yeah, he did like to wear the aviators later. Like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I remember him wearing like you know appies all the time. He would wear like aviators also. Number two, another great Ditka thing. Second favorite is the aggressive gum smacking.
Deca. Love it. Very he chewed hard. <laughs> he would chew very aggressive. Yes. It was aggressive chewing. Number one, very Dicka thing, most Dicka thing of all, is the SNL skit. I was going to say, if you didn't say super that, Super fan, Bill Sporsky's super fans. The Bears. Bears. Yeah. Rob Smeagol. Chris Farley, Mike Myers. Uh, George Went. George Went was one of my favorite. Him and... I, I would have to say George Went and Chris Farley were my two favorite super fans. They were... Well, was Chris it, was Farley it, was of was course. Was Farley the one that always had heart attacks? Farley was the one having the heart attack in the middle of the show all the time. <laughs> like, he was always. He <sighs> <sighs> was Tad. That was Tad. Chris and then Farley like there was one where like, they're like, "Oh my god, he's having a heart attack!" And he like coughs up a chili dog or he, something. No, he coughs up a hot wing. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and he's like, but it was like he was on the was ground, like and when he came up, it was like what? <laughs> it's great. It's the most Ditka thing ever. Like those, that group of guys like embody everything that is Ditka. Even though Ditka doesn't, necess- that's not necessarily anything to do with Ditka. The greatest thing about it was, well, they idolized him. So I remember the, they had all the pictures and they had the pictures, and they all wore the, of course, the shades, the shades and the hats. I mean, and they yeah. always talk like Ditka. Yeah, they all have mustaches. Good times. Mm-hmm. Good times. We got another birthday. What is it, Doug? The muscles from Brussels. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Van Damme. Van Damme. One of my favorites. Splits favorites. with the hits. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I made that last one up. I will go first. Again. Sure. Um, number five. Well, you get a 50-50 shot. <laughs> number five. Hard target. Nice. Which is, of course... Most dangerous game, just in movie Jean Claude Van Damme form, of course. Very fucking awesome flick. I love that movie. Um, number four. Of course, they got to play with the split screen. Double impact. Double impact. I was trying to remember that one because I'm like, what's your favorite line? Because it wasn't double team, because that was him and um, um, Dennis Rodman. Is that double yes. team? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was Dennis Rodman. Um, Remember when he was the thing? Favorite line from Double Impact is when he talking to his fancy brother from the States. Yeah, yeah. You and your black silk underwear. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. I thought it was funny that, you know, two twins could be separated by worlds and still be just total ass kickers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Must must just be in their blood, I guess. Number three, I know this will, this has got to be on your list, is Kickboxer. Doesn't love kickboxer kicks. Oh my god! You're he kicks staring boxes. You're, you're you're staring at me right now. It's not on my list, remember. but I threw my list together really quickly. And I'll uh, my how head. can kickboxer not be on your? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, okay. Number two, I know, will be on your list. It has to be number two. Universal Soldier. Yeah. Univer- fuck. You said fuck like it's not on your list. Yeah, I did. I know what I can switch it up for, though. <laughs> Universal Soldier. Him versus Dolph Lundgren. How can I forget that? How can you forget a movie where he... They're like killed soldiers, right? And then they bring them back to life. They bring them back to life, and then... But their bodies run hot, so they have to keep them in cryo-freeze. And that's Mm -hmm. how he, like, survives after being hunted by the, um... 
the government is driving, put into like a bathtub full of ice as if he had his kidney took out. Right. In an urban myth. <laughs> Who was the chick in that? Uh, I want to say Kelly McGinnis, but I know that's not oh, right. But it was someone who looked like her. We'll look that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then number one is, to me, just so obvious. It's Bloodsport. I'm not... I'm not going to say fuck. That's not on my list, and it's not my number one. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I know. Mine's weird. That Mine's weird. For for all the ones that I have on my list, I am super shocked. Bloodsport and Kickboxer are not on your list of... Like kickboxer, I'm not like not entirely surprised that I had I sat down, like I was not prepared for this top five at all. And it's not that I didn't we didn't talk about this like days ago, but I had a personnel upset at work. Um and I have just not had time to do anything. Uh, I, I, just what? just off the top of my head, my top three, my four of these movies were on my list just off the top of my head. I think my number one, like right off the top of my head. Uh, my honorable mention, and it's only an honorable mention because I still haven't seen it. Yes, I know it came out like six years ago. and uh, But it reminded me that I really need to get it. Is uh, JVCD. The one where he's like out of work and um, he like goes into the bank and gets like turned down for a loan. And then like the bank gets robbed and they all get taken hostage. And they're like, oh no, it's him. And he's like, oh no, no, no. I just, I just want to like leave. I just... And they're like, no, help us rob the bank and we'll give you money. And he's like, ah, okay... <laughs> um, but yeah, like he gets turned down. The movie for a role. you haven't seen is your honorable mention. Yeah, and that's why because I haven't seen it and I want to see it because I loved the premise that he was like playing a fictionalized version of himself. Like I remember there was a scene in the trailer where he's like talking to his agent. And he's like, "I thought you said like I had that part." And they go, "No, they gave this to gun." He's like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, they promised. He, he promised he'd cut off his ponytail." And he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> like he's just pissed that he's not getting work anymore. Like it. Looked so funny. I almost want to see this now. Oh, it's, I, the minute I get it, I'll throw it on a disc for you. Yes. Um, my number, uh, my number five, just because of the premise. The premise. Horrible movie. The premise of sudden death. <laughs> you know that's when he's got to stop the bomb at a hockey the game. Hockey game. <laughs> and like. The game keeps going into, like, overtime, and that's the <laughs> suspenseful part of it. It was just such a, like, a... God damn it, this is such an action movie premise. I have to stop the bomb before, like, the overtime score happens. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, number four, and I will say I took out Lionheart for this. Uh, Universal Soldier, I can't believe I didn't even think about that. Um, that was like his one of his big breakthroughs, wasn't it? That was uh, very one one of his very big breakthrough roles. Yeah, um, that was more um, not just like relying on him doing the kickboxing. It was like, oh, this one's kind of got a story that doesn't involve. It's like kickboxing. a story, and he had to kind of act in it a yeah. little bit. I mean, know? not it much. He it was wasn't like co-starring with Dolph Lundgren for fuck's sake. Right. I mean, it was a whole bunch of like shit. You're like, what the fuck did he say? I don't know what he said. What the yeah, fuck did he say? I don't know. It's fucking blood sport and Drago. Like, what the fuck is happening in this goddamn movie? <laughs> he dies. He dies. Um, my number three, Hard Target. Uh, you get to see, uh, was it Rosanna Arquette naked in that one? I believe so. It was an Arquette. And I remember watching it on cable going, 
Yeah, I'm gonna watch this. This is cool. She had the weird like the like upturned teardrop boobs. Like and that that was very early in my yeah, whatever. But it was like that was that left an impression on me. Nice. Uh, number two, just because I gotta throw something like this on here. Um, a little monkey wrench in the works, of course. Kung Fu Panda 2. Because he was the voice of the crocodile. Yeah. Um, when they break him and the rhino guy out, who I can't remember, I think it was Michael Clark Duncan, maybe. Um, rest in peace. But, um, you see that, right? Yeah, Finger is the one still alive. Uh, doing Arby's commercials. All the black people look the same, don't they, Doug? Nope. But they, the, the big black guy, like, it was like just the two of them. It's just the two. Bing, Bing Rams isn't actually all that big. Was that? It was just the way it was shot in Pulp Fiction. The way he's always massive. been shot is always he always makes it. But he's not because he looks like a big dude in all the Mission Impossibles too. He's he's not like he's always he's just like Tom Cruise. It's just like Tom Cruise. If you well, yeah, but Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is like four feet tall. Sh- that I know. Right, Tom Cruise is like five six or some shit like that. He's like super fucking short. I'm taller than Tom Cruise. And I know he, that he. They deliberately shoot him to look big, but they do that with Bing Rames too. I think Bing Rames is only like they, they always shoot 10, him like from down five like, nine or five ten. He's not very big. Okay. Whereas like Michael Clark Duncan, Michael Mike Clark Duncan was, is like six five. He was a like big dude. fucking two hundred eighty pounds. I saw this fucking basketball player on Parks and Rec, and they were talking about like how tall he was, and then he's like fucking six ten. And I was like, hey, your fucking mind. That's almost too tall. No, that is too tall. Six ten. It's, it's, he's got a weird name like Dof, Doflet Shemps. See, that's what I was talking about. That happens randomly. Sorry, guys. Um, but I will say it wasn't my phone, that was my computer. Um, ah. uh, yeah, like Dead Stuff Schleff or something. He played for the Pacers. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, 6'10. I was like, Jesus Christ. His hands are just. Ah! Ah! Um, and number one, surprised they didn't make it on your list, actually. And I remember this movie the day I died. Once again, it hit on cable at just the right time that I was, like, watching a ton of cable because I was, like, like you know, like, 11, 12, whatever, and just got into the whole, like, oh, I can watch cable. Oh, look, movies. Yeah. Um, constantly on a feed, you tell me. Great. Uh, and I remember the, I remember him doing the splits in this. This is, like, the one where I'm like, oh, yeah. Doesn't the boxers on the, in the kitchen? Uh, oh, no, that was Hard Target, wasn't it? Um, I can't remember when he does it in Time Cop, but Time you're Cop. You're surprised was... that Time Cop isn't on my list. No. Really? It's if Bill and Ted's like Excellent Adventure was an action movie. Your Kickboxer is on my list, and that's like really like his. I mean, like Bloodsport and Kickboxer are like his breakout roles. I think, and they're not even on your list. Well, one thing, like, I think Time Cop holds, like, a sentimental value, and I remember it was one of the first times I heard, like, the, and, like, it sounds so cliche now, but, like, that twist where it's like, oh, yeah, my dead wife, you know, and they they went, yeah, she was at the hospital. She was pregnant, and he's like, ugh, I was gonna have a family. But, like, <laughs> I just did, like, Stallone, but you know what I mean? Like, where I was like, oh, fuck, like, that would fuck me up. I'm like, yeah, I would push Ron Silver into Ron Silver and make them melt. Like, yeah, Ron Silver's an asshole. <laughs> True that. True that. But, um, 
Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I mean, you could have done even a, a, an honorable mention. I, I love Time Cop. I mean, I've loved, you know, obviously it's a like science fiction thing. Cop as much, but okay. I think you and I are very, like, substance versus style on some of this. Uh, I mean, like... I like some of the more high... Go, I, 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 I like, go to I like, like the high-concept, stylized stuff. <laughs> and you're like... I'm like, well, yeah, but what makes a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? It's like, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I mean, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme dipping his fucking knuckles into a fucking bunch of broken glass. Mm-hmm. That's fucking epic. That's how they did it. That's how they did it. Better days. That was in a Rambo movie, too, wasn't it? Was that first blood when he's in, like, the weird ashram? And they faced off with broken glass knuckles? I thought they, yeah, I thought they did something like that. Or maybe not. Because it, was it, um, was that what, um, Hot Shots was making fun of? When he, like, sticks his hand in the caramel and then puts it, in, like, in the M&Ms and then the sprinkles and... I guess it was that. I thought it was a Rambo movie. Because they find, like, Rambo like, an illegal fighting thing in, like, two or three. What's your number one, Doug? Time Cop. Number one's your Time Cop? I thought that was your two. No, it was Sudden Death, Universal Soldier, Hard Target, Kung Fu Panda 2. Oh, that's right, Kung Fu Time Panda. Cop. That's where I'm missing. Oh. I really thought you were going to throw Street Fighter. <laughs> there was a <laughs> moment I thought about it. I was like or sitting there waiting like, for him, like he's gonna say Street Fighter, and I'm gonna have to reach across the table and punch him, punch him, punch him. I, I would, I would self in the face. I saw that in theaters. So did I. Um, I didn't feel off as a child, but as an adult, I did. I kind of do because I was like, "What the shit?" Blanca looks like Lou Ferrigno's Hulk, um, and like they didn't really like the when they did like the moves, like when Guile does the Sonic Boom kick and. Um, uh, when, like, M. Bison, like, spins a crown, I was just like, this is, no, I don't, this isn't, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. I think you need to, like, take it back to its time, okay, and go. It was still a bad movie. You know, it's a bad movie, but they did try. And I hated Street Fighter Assassin's Fist, but it was bad, it was, I didn't watch Assassin's that. Fist is rough. They literally do a triple flashback. I've never seen anything like it. I literally lost track of what was happening and when. You're like, wait, are we now? No. He's remembering a thing that he's remembering that the other guy's remembering. And I'm like, am I watching like Street Fighter Inception? What the shit is happening he's right like, now? I think I'm on drugs. I think I must be. <laughs> like, Because I'm watching Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. That's how you knew you were on the drugs. Mm-hmm. I made that poor of a decision. And then I like, was talking to Scott Johnson about it, where I was like, you, you need to not also actually see this. I'm like, you need to love to hate it like me. No, Doug. They need to not to. I don't know, man. I'm still fighting people on Wolf Cop. I, I think it was great. I'm mad that I'm not in Wolf Cop 2, because I missed their Kickstarter. I've been... That would have been the sweetest IMDb <clears throat> thing ever. It would be like guy number two killed by Wolf Cop. Like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And then, uh, you know, like I said, like there is no life uh, before Wolf Cop. I can't believe Time Cop is even... even. It's, it's on your list. I literally threw it together on the drive from Westminster. But... But Bloodsport and Kickboxer. I know, I'm sorry. 
I took Lionheart off, so I'm pretty proud of myself. It's effectively the attic kid of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. First fucking two Wasn't movies. Wasn't Lionheart the one where you had, like, all First the two movies I thought of. First two movies I thought of. Let's see, I'll Lots be honest. Gordon Kickboxer. First one I thought of was Time Cop. Oh. I get it. We got do power you, rankings. Do you? Because the game, once again, Monday night, football, it don't matter. Does not matter. Because they won't be in my top five. Not this week. Shooting the Gaps, top five power rankings for the NFL. We got a new player. With a big game from Greg Olson today, beating the Seahawks at Seattle, flying across the country to beat the Seahawks at Seattle, coming back in the fourth quarter to win, keeping it undefeated. Top five teams, they undefeated. I'm sorry. You, you got a loss. I, I can't put you ahead of other people when you've lost games. Um, that means the other people who haven't lost games are playing well. Playing well enough to win games anyway. Uh, kicking around the idea of moving them ahead of the Broncos still uh, because of the way the Broncos have just completely dominated on defense is the only reason they remain where they're at. Otherwise, you know, one little defensive slip one week and they might drop down. Number five is the Panthers. Number four, Broncos. Number three, Bengals. Number two, Pets. Number one, Green Bay. What and was that? Oh, Pats. The Patriots, who I dropped, I believe, because they should have destroyed the Colts. And Green Bay, because they have injuries left and right to the weapons on that team left and right. And they still let fucking Phillip Rivers throw for 500 yards, and they still win that game. So, that's some impressive shit. So, Green Bay. They staying up there. Number five. We're going to do quick picks. Quick picks, quick picks. Quick picks. Thursday night game. We got Seattle, San Francisco. Now, are all the actual matchups correct? I double-checked these so I don't look like an asshole. So you're like, the Houston Oilers are playing the Denver Broncos. Houston Oilers are going to be playing the Los Angeles Raiders. San Francisco and Seattle. I think Seattle is going to have a very much of a... San Francisco always seems to, I mean, I, I think they threw a lot into their game this week. Uh, they upped their game, beating the Ravens. They played really hard. But I think Seattle's going to be pissed off. This is a divisional game, and Seattle's mad that they just lost. And Colin Kaepernick, though he played well at times today, he's not going to have that same bullshit with the Legion of Boom. Even though they're not the great Legion of Boom from two years ago, they are still a really good defensive backfield. So I got Seattle. Uh, as do I, for actually the same reasons of like they're coming off pissed and they want to just hate fuck a team. Doug says hate fuck is the reason why he's going with it. Buffalo and Jacksonville. I'm going to keep picking Buffalo until they stop disappointing me. Uh, I'll hop on that bandwagon, I guess. It's a game that I don't really have an opinion about. <laughs> Doug said, I bandwagon ride that shit. All the way to town. Tampa Bay and the Redskins. I think we're go both go Tampa Bay. Yeah, Doug doesn't have to explain himself. I think that coming off of a bye week, Tampa Bay is just going to be ready to go. The Redskins are still an incomplete team. They play hard on offense. They play hard on defense. But their quarterback still makes stupid mistakes. So 
As long as they're continuing to do that, I think it will be very opportunity for Tampa Bay Falcons in Tennessee. Oh, uh, I think I usually go Tennessee. Tennessee. Because of uh, Clash of the Titans. Because of Clash of the Titans. The original one, not the remake. You'll still have to explain that one to me. You've never seen the original Clash of the Titans? Is there somebody named Tennessee in it? No, but they're the Titans. Oh, gotcha, because the Tennessee Titans. Or the Teen Titans, is that easier for you? I can really nerd it up. Because of Clash of the Titans, I was like... So, now I feel... Like it happens in Tennessee. Ancient Greece, but Tennessee. (laughs) I was like, is is Tennessee a Greek name? That's crazy. Tennesseeopolis. <laughs> Tennesseeries. They're all named Pete or Stavros. I'll put Doug down for the Saints because he's the Saints guy. I yep. got the Colts versus the Saints. Doug uh, obviously hates Colts the Colts. Colts versus the Saints? Oh, yeah, I would have gone Colts regardless. Will so. be Saints regardless on that one. Um, I got Andrew Luck. Uh finally coming back. He's going to be a little healthier and it looks like he's capable of beating really good teams. Uh, that team should have won. Could have won tonight. Just some off-target throws. But they had a chance. Who knows? Vikings and Lions. I'll go Vikings. I also am taking the Vikings because Teddy Bridgewater is playing well. But who knows? Matt Stafford can do what Matt Stafford does. Come out of left field and throw for 450 yards and four touchdowns. Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um. Shit. Hmm. I will go. I'll change it up, and I will go Chiefs on this one because you talked about how Steelers basically have no one to quarterback for them at this point. Well, here's the thing. Um. Because Big Ben's out. Big Ben out. might be. Might be back for this game. He is on the questionable list, so they'll see. If Big Ben plays, it's I got the Steelers regardless um, because Kansas City doesn't have Jamal Charles um, and their passing secondary is not awesome despite how great Peyton Manning made him look. So the Steelers, I am going to say the Steelers are going to go to KC and do some damage, and I hate having anything to do with rooting for the Steelers, but anytime I gotta gotta root against the division, guys. Even though this division's wrapped up, we'll talk about that in a minute. The Browns and the Rams. Uh Rams? He questionly asked for Yeah, like really no reason. Really no reason? Uh I'm going with Rams because of their defense. Um and I think they put a lot I think the Browns put a lot on the table to try and beat the Broncos this week and I don't know, sometimes that matters, sometimes that doesn't. But the Rams, I, I think the Rams are going to play hard. And they got a great defense still. So, Plus they got to go play at St. Louis. So they're going to be home. They're going to be in a hometown cheering and excitement. Texans and Dolphins. Dolphins. He says Dolphins really quickly. Uh, the Texans showed up today and didn't make me disappointed. So next week I'll be having two teams who've been disappointing me all fucking season play them play each other. So one of them is bound to do it. I took the Dolphins to continue to play hard for their tight ends coach. New York Jets. 
New England Patriots. They gotta say Patriots. Doug says Patriots. And I actually say that like uh, that's an educated like. Doug's going. I'm educated in, on it. I'm going New York Jets. Um, because that Jets defense is gonna be a real test. And this is a team. Another once again, we're talking about division games and division opponents being tough to play. They're more familiar with you. They're more familiar with the way you play. Um, I have the Jets. The the Patriots are dinged up, and Brian Fitzpatrick and Brandon Marshall, Chris Ivory. These guys are really starting to figure it out, and they are. They're to me. They're they're four and one. They're a surprise team. Uh, five and one, I guess now. No. Four and one. What are they? Whatever it is. They have one loss. Numbers. Four and one. <laughs> Things. Um, whatever it is, it's one loss. They're the quietest one loss. How about that? We go with that. So five and one? We'll go with that. We'll go with the quietest one loss team in uh, the NFL right now. They... Nobody's talking about them, unless you listen to Mike and Mike in the morning. Great show, but they do talk a lot about New York Jets and New York Giants shit all day long. So you hear about the Jets from Mike Greenberg all day long. But if you haven't really been paying attention, this Jets team is actually really good, and they're getting better week in, week out. So I got the upset with the Jets this week. Okay. Um, San Diego and the Raiders. San Diego. San Diego as well. Even though... Not a fan of either, but the Raiders are... I, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm not, I don't really care either way, but, you know, I don't feel like I would ever root for the Raiders. I hate picking them, but I'm not gonna. Cowboys-Giants. Big game. Big important game. Oh. I don't know, Giants. Doug says, I don't know. Just go with the Giants. I've they got, also... they got name dropped in Madagascar. <laughs> There's a reason to like them. How about that? Um, I'm taking the New York Giants because it's at New York, and that's what i got to go with is the Giants always play a lot better at MetLife. Um, if this was in the Jerry Dome, I don't know if I'd still pick them because Tony Romo ain't back, and Brandon Whedon's playing like shit. So... Making me gotta drop the goddamn Cowboys that I have on the fantasy team. Um, but, yeah. The the Giants are starting to figure it out a little bit. Offensively and defensively. So, New York Giants at home. Sunday night game, Eagles and Panthers. If that were literal, I would watch the shit out of it. That would be neat. Would be. To watch a Panther just maul an Eagle to death. Are the Ravens playing? Or is it the right week? Well, just, just wait. Oh... Okay, gotcha. Um, I don't know. Uh, Panthers. I'll go Panthers. Doug's going educated because he said Panthers are on the top five. They got to keep going. They're going to roll over the Eagles. Actually, I think it's bullshit that they suddenly have Eagles at the end of Lord of the Rings, so I'm going to root against the Eagles. Yeah, that. Yeah. I'm going to nerd that shit up. Thank you. Well, um, that's why I'm here. Uh, Panthers, because they're... That defense is still no joke. And they're playing pretty well offensively for a team that doesn't really have great offensive talent aside from Cam Newton and Greg Olson. So uh, I still don't believe in Chip Kelly. 
And I still think he's he's maybe might be starting to eyeball that USC job. And if he does that, he'll never be welcome back into the NFL. Really don't care what the rest of these college coaches think. They're just going to walk back into the NFL. It took Pete Carroll a very long fucking time before everybody forgot how badly he was fucking up before. Uh, Ravens and cards. Uh, Ravens. Doug takes the Ravens on Monday Night Football. If Terrell Suggs was there, Doug, I feel like that was a tougher pick. This Cardinals team is a lot tougher. A lot tougher than this Ravens team is. This Ravens yeah. team just lost to the fucking 49ers, so they're going to fucking lose to the goddamn Cardinals now. They're going to lose. Now, that would guy. be an interesting fight, huh? Cardinals and a Raven? Eh, it's all birds. Small birds. That would be a much more interesting fight than an eagle versus It'd be more Panther. fair. I mean, definitely would. But eagles or... and panthers. Because you have to figure panthers have the weight advantage. But eagles are like, they can dive. They're birds of prey. Aren't they? I think so. I mean, like, a panther is like a cat. And they, they're pretty good at batting shit out of the air. So Especially birds, if you're going by that logic. <laughs> Especially birds. Yeah, I mean that's like equally uh, we're upping the size. Right? I mean, yeah, so like, like now, now we're just sparrow, eagle, right? And then you go house cat, panther. So yeah, you know, yeah, sports. What's this two minute drill you got going on? Um, special. Let me set that up. Uh, I can do that. I'm asking you the question, though. Based on how hard-fought the points have been for the Broncos, do you still think they're Super Bowl contenders? Ooh. Um. Yes. I will say Show yes. Your work. I, I will say yes. Oh, I got to put it in two-minute form. Got it. Um, Broncos are still Super Bowl contenders because this defense is... It's that it's it's similar to that. I mean, they don't have that. Uh, I don't know that that they're not mouthy like those that eagle or Seahawks defense. I mean, they they aren't the Legion of Boom. They don't name themselves. They don't get super flashy on the field. They don't like level players all over the place, and you know they're not in your face about it. They just quietly go about each of them doing their job doing what they're supposed to do, being the great players that they are. And that's what the defense is doing. This week I said we need to see improvement in the offensive line or you'll definitely see some changes come week uh, eight because the Broncos are off on a bye week this week. So we saw those improvements. The great thing we can look at for the offense right now, for how fucking terrible it looks, Really can't get much worse than what it is right now, and we're winning games. The real test is going to be when we play Green Bay, the Colts, and the Patriots. When we play these teams, we need to walk away winning two out of three of those, and I'd like to be those, see those two out of three be the Patriots and the, the Green Bay Packers because those, those are the elites. That's the best of the best. Um, we should be able to beat the Colts beat with this defense because 
Patriots defense isn't better than this defense, and they definitely handed it to Andrew Luck. So uh, we'll find out if they're contenders here in the next three weeks. You should be able to beat him now! Yeah. Rub it all in my hair. Oh, so lovely, dear. I wish Gonzo was here so we could talk about the baseball season. I do want to talk but about... that accent, why don't we just talk about cricket? Let's talk about cricket. Gonzo, what um, a crumpet is to play cricket. Real quick. In that movie. Doug, what is up with all these fucking athletes lately and their damn alcohol and their drugs? Well, What's going on, Doug. Drinking is fun. Uh huh. And drugs make you cool. Both in moderation, right? Sure. Not in excess. Well, uh, yeah, because Johnny. Because Manzo, drugs make you sad. Not all of them. <laughs> no, no. Too much drugs make you sad. You're as in pathetic. Oh, okay. Um, so I was like, ecstasy literally does not make And too sad. much alcohol, as we all know, is never fun. Because <laughs> Johnny Manziel just got popped. We got, we got the, Johnny... In the, middle, we, in the middle of a domestic dispute, right? We got Johnny Manziel, who allegedly we only had two drinks, which is uh, drunk talk for I had a six-pack at least. Uh, probably going on the eighth drink. But he had just gotten... Was he we out got of rehab? Sarkeesian in USC getting fired uh, for being a drunk all the time. He got nailed, popped once for being a drunk. And this and is a player or a coach? This is a, the head coach of the okay. USC Trojans. Um, getting shit canned uh, for being a drunk. Uh, we just... We got a lot of it going. You got Lamar Odom popping... Getting dick, drugged at a brothel. Dick pills... Is that? Do we know what he was on? Uh, those herbal, herbal dick pills. That's it. And popping that, them and cocaine, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, <laughs> there's more. It's no, not like you're taking no, no, herbal the Viagra. The dick pills were not the herbal Viagra was not the only reason for him to go to the hospital. <laughs> but he's still a young man. He's only thirty-five. I mean, I guess when you marry a Kardashian, you just and divorced. They're not even officially divorced. It's like not final. Well, no, someone said that because they're like, oh, it's so fucked up going to a strip club. And he's like, not officially, like, he's like, you know, they're still kind of married. I'm like, well, are they like estranged? Like, what is it? And he's like, yeah, they're separated. I'm like, well, then who gives a fuck? Yeah, he's not a bad guy. And by no means is he, he was doing anything really. I mean, I mean, they're talking about like popping him for the drugs he did, but, you know. But being at a brothel, as long as it was. That was a legal one. That part of it was legal. Yeah. But the drugs is, yeah, it's a whole other thing. That drugs is a whole other thing. Because you got to figure, how big is he? He's a very big man. That's a lot of drugs, then. He's a very, very big man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of, when you're standing up, would probably tilt your head up and go, Hey! Can you hear me? You can suck it standing up. Yeah, that didn't work. We were talking about tall girls uh, earlier today, and they said something about eating while eating, standing up, and I'm like, yeah, that works that way. The other way doesn't work. Well. Uh, it just got uncomfortable in here. Can give you a black eye without punching you? 
better that that. It's just it's just super uncomfortable in here right now. Well, I'm not the one sending gay texts to his friends. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!